Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Emily Fru. Emily Fru is a makeup artist in the San Francisco Bay Area. She has been doing makeup for film, commercials, television and music videos for the last 9 years. She also has been doing prosthetic makeup for the last 6 years. Hey Emily, thanks for visiting my podcast. Hi, how are you? So let's dive uh, right in. My first question is what do you create? Uh so I create special effects makeup prosthetics um makeup prosthetics that are used for like film and television and sometimes theater and photo shoots. Oh great. Um so your work is always something that we can touch, correct? It's not digital. Mm sometimes uh for uh like the process of creation I'll use 3D modeling so at mm. that stage it would be digital but um eventually yeah it all becomes tangible okay great um so i want to uh kind of have this interview in three sections um so let's talk about the pre creation aspect where what you do before you start creating then the creation aspect and then the post uh, creation aspect so for the pre creation part um, what i'm interested in knowing is uh, how do you receive inspiration uh, for your creations how do you record the inspiration for yourself and how do you retrieve it when you uh, want to create from that inspiration Okay, great. Um so to um receive inspiration, I would say um I get inspired a lot. I go on a lot of like hikes and I get really inspired actually by like textures. So <laughs> sometimes I'll like um when I'm out on a hike, I'll like gather like a bit of moss or like a mushroom or something just because it has like a really interesting texture to me because I think so much of like what I do is like um finding those like very subtle like textures and and finding a way to replicate them so that they make sense in nature you know um so i would say from nature i get a lot of inspiration for sure um and i definitely have a growing collection of like interesting looking sticks and stuff at home <laughs> um and uh I also um I'm on I I sound so silly when I say this but um I love Pinterest. I'm kind of like a Pinterest fan girl. I know that Pinterest kind of gets a bad rap because like moms use it for baking recipes, but it's actually a really great platform for like organizing inspiration and finding new inspiration um because it's like it shows me new things based on things that I like and even if it's not something that I find on Pinterest, it helps me to stay organized like if I'm at like an art museum or an art gallery or something and I really like something that I see then I can take a picture of it and upload it onto Pinterest so I I use it as like an organizational tool and that helps me a lot cuz I'm not a super type A person <laughs> um so yeah I use Pinterest a lot um I'm inspired by textures and nature and then developing a conversation with art and artists that I uh respect and admire you know i'm i 
obviously I don't replicate people's work, but I think that like, especially with the realm of prosthetics that I like to make, I love like sci-fi prosthetics. And so with something like sci-fi, it's definitely like you can't make something sci-fi without it being at least a little bit inspired by nature and other artists. So um, yeah, continuing the idea and concepts of other artists' work is definitely a big part of my inspiration process. Great. So let me ask you about the texture uh, thing that you just mentioned. So mm-hmm. um, you mentioned that if you go on hikes and you find a texture or you find something, do you uh, like physically take it with you and store yeah. it somewhere? Oh, is it? Okay. So, (laughs) so, but then where do you store it? Like, do you have like a cabinet? Uh, Do you have like a shelf? Where where do you keep it? I have like an office area in my apartment that's like um, uh, definitely an artist's environment. I would say (laughs) I'm a pretty organized person, but when it comes to my office, it's um, um, beautiful chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I, I definitely have like, a cabinet that's like just interesting stuff that I've found interesting textures um and then replicating them is like um always like a trial and error type thing um but it's it's really fun so and uh how about the Pinterest thing so uh, the Pinterest uh, do you use that as an app or you uh use it on the computer how do you use Pinterest Hmm. I guess I usually use it on my phone it's something that i mean i have used it on my computer i would say if i'm if i'm mood boarding for an actual specific project that's when i sit down on my computer but if i'm just like feeling inspired and want to look at like art and ideas um and other like photo and video projects um then yeah i'll do it on my phone it's a it's a good way to be more productive with my phone time um than like just yeah. I don't know there's a lot of time sinks that you can do on your phone and it makes me feel good that like that's an app that in a quiet moment at the DMV or something um I can pull up Pinterest and and be productive you know what uh what does Pinterest give you that other uh, apps don't like what what specifically uh you like about Pinterest Well, uh, like I said before, I think Pinterest kind of gets this like rap that like, you know, um, it'll show you DIY projects for your house, kind of like a mom app, right? Um, But it actually like when you start using Pinterest and like uh, collecting, like, you know, I see a lot of sci-fi art on my Pinterest, you know? And so if you start collecting a certain thing, then that's what it shows you. So most people, I think probably in the volume of what Pinterest has, like it's probably mostly recipes and DIYs that I have no interest in, but that's not what it shows me, you know? So it's um, in terms of like uh, its algorithm, I really like that um, it it's very favorable for finding things that I actually like so and how does it help you organizing stuff Mm, uh, well I it has like um multiple I don't know if you've used it before but it has like multiple folders um so like you would create like uh if I'm making a mood board for a client then like maybe you know they have this idea that they want to do like um okay so last week I worked on a music video set and they had this idea that they wanted to do like prosthetic 
hoods that went like from the neck up, like a whole hood that's like, um, we call them manimals. (laughs) They're like like men that have like, um, the the concept for the music video was like the, it's an all female band and the lead singer is like a predator. So she was kind of like scaly and snake-like. And then um, all of the manimals are like prey. So they were like lambs, oxen, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so um, when I was making a mood board for that, then it was like showing me a lot of, like I started collecting inspiration that I knew of or things that I'd taken pictures of that were sort of like macabre, like metal aesthetic and, you know, saving like images of like uh, goat horns or whatever that I really liked. And then Pinterest started showing me more of that, you know, and then it gets to where it becomes very easy to make a mood board, actually, um, because it's a good organizational tool and a good, like, seeking inspiration tool as well. So Um, so that's how I practically use Pinterest. So I haven't used Pinterest a lot, but I know that you can literally digitally pin posts to a board is that is that how it works like what's the visual interface that you work in or is it just folders um, where you put stuff folders for sure um if i i don't know that a lot of people know this but with pinterest you can also download what's it called is it called a widget i think is the term um like a plugin on your Mm. browser where like then if you're scrolling through any website at all then like there's a little button that you can click to be like oh like i saw this thing on any other website and then it you can either copy the um browser or you can copy the image that you're Mm. looking at and pin it to your board so Mm. yeah okay um and so for recording inspiration i understood what you're saying but then when you um retrieve uh, when you want to retrieve the inspiration when you are actually creating something how do you remember to go back to what you have uh, recorded or pinned to your board and then pull that up mm, isn't that the challenge i guess like um <laughs> that's where the organizational aspect comes in handy is like now i've got i mean i've probably got like 40 folders or something on pinterest that yeah. are like here's my manimals folder and here's my you know whatever folder um but even just uh yeah um digging through my folders and finding like oh like that was a project that like I personally wanted to put on the back burner and then like being able to like um re-retrieve that inspiration is is very helpful for sure so the organization part basically helps you with retrieving the inspiration for sure for sure I I'm not a personally I'm not a person that struggles with like the ambition of creating like I'm, I usually have a lot of like energy for that and uh, like drive, I guess. Um, but if things are disorganized, then it can fall apart quickly, I guess. <laughs> Has it ever happened to you that uh, you had recorded something on Pinterest or somewhere else? And when you started creating something and then you were like, oh, I kind of remember that I have, uh, I have pinned this somewhere, but I don't know how to find it. Like, did, did you lose your inspiration anytime? Mm. um not on pinterest if i neglected to put it on pinterest i guess i am the type of person in regular life that i'd be like i don't need to write it down i'll remember you know what i mean and so if it's a (laughs) moment like that then yes i would use it but um i can usually find something on my pinterest even if i even if i misorganized it i can be like "Mm, i'll find it 
can you tag stuff on pinterest as well or you have to put it in folders yeah you can tag stuff um and you can also like um do like collaborative mood boards with people i end mm. up using feature a lot where it's like you know if i was doing like a music video with someone and they also used pinterest then we could make a board together and kind of see because I think it can be a challenge for sure to, in the creation process, it can be a challenge to see each other's ideas. It's like, if mm. you have just like a phrase or a description of what the project is, it can be interpreted in two whole entire different ways. So yeah. like to kind of um, visually look for inspiration and adapt based on what you're seeing other people you know it's it's a it's a way that you can kind of meet in the middle when it comes to the creation process which i really love and you also mentioned about uh referencing uh keeping other artists work as a reference as well so uh do you also use pinterest for that or something else do i record my own work on pinterest is that what you're asking is either that or uh do you have access to like uh other artists work uh on yeah, pinterest that you um so i don't i use pinterest as more of an organizational tool than a social tool but the, a social and or marketing tool but i know of a lot of artists um that use pinterest as like a way to promote their work which i hmm. think is really I don't personally do that, but I see people do that a lot. And I think that's really cool. So then you can follow another artist and see, like, be it an illustrator yeah. or a 3D modeler or something like that. There's definitely, or a photographer, anything, you know, there's definitely people that use it as a marketing tool, which is cool. Do you also take notes and record them somewhere? I use the notes app on iPhone a lot. And I run, then, I'm running around a lot, so I guess actually I use my phone probably a lot more than my computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you use the Notes app for again? Like, uh, if you do, you also record inspiration in text form in Notes app? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Um, if I would say if it's like something that I need to remember to do later visually, um, or if it's like I'm, I love to read, and so if it's something like. Um, I love authors that are like visual writers, you know, so if someone yeah. describes something uh, that I can see and I find that inspiring, I might like jot down like a sentence or two from a novel because it just triggers. A, it's not what they intended. Of course, they're not writing about they're not writing about special effects makeup. But like if it's like, you know, a description of something in a book that I you know, feel like I could evolve that idea, then I'll definitely jot that down as well. So that that means then the notes app also has like some bits of your inspiration and Pinterest also has some bits of your inspiration and your yeah. cabinet has like physical uh, inspiration. <laughs> okay. All right, great. Uh, so let's now focus our attention to the creation part. So um, now when you're creating, uh, what tools and what technology do you use? Mm. Um, so like I was talking about before, um, the textures are a very important part of prosthetic making because um, it's, uh, it's, it's a balance of like, um, the, the mediums can be unforgiving, right? Um, so if you are building something, like if you're built, I would say like if you're building like something on a skin texture, 
it can be very difficult to replicate a skin texture like like a whole like neck up prosthetic like the manimals can kind of be whatever but usually it's not that right usually it's like you're doing a horror movie and there's like an open cut or something and you have to find a way to build this thing on top of the skin but then mm. it also has to blend into the skin um so textures are really a, a very important part of it or conversely if like you are building someone like like Vecna from Stranger Things then it's like you know he doesn't have to have any human texture on him and actually yeah. it's better if he doesn't because he like he's a monster you know and so um textures are a very important way to um I guess make things seem real or unreal um and so the the mediums that I like to use for um for if I'm making it blend into a skin texture I really love to use um uh liquid latex and um rice flour mixed together as like a um a latex paste um and then I sculpt with that uh specifically rice flour this is something that I've found out after a lot of trial and error um because like flour just doesn't cut it I don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> something about rice flour really like makes a very very nice skin texture so I use that quite a lot for if I'm building something um let's say additively um so additively meaning like if you're building something that will sit on top of the skin like a cut or a prosthetic of some kind that is supposed to be skin um but then a lot of times um for more complicated prosthetics um you have to do sculpting with clay and then um make a mold of that and then pour latex into that so then it, you have to make the clay have a skin texture which is done with like tools and patience <laughs> but, but this is but you are talking about the actual hand uh hand molding part what i what i want to understand is you also mentioned something about like you use some 3d modeling tools uh before oh, you yeah. start creating so um the, the reason I'm asking this question is like, for example, uh, what I have observed is for what digital technology has given creators is hmm. uh, an ability to make a choice rather than a decision. So um, earlier when everything was analog, if you put a stroke of paint on the canvas and if you wanted to see a different version of it, you had to use another canvas. But hmm. with the digital technology, if you do a digital stroke, you can copy it, you can change its form change its color and now you have a choice between the first one and the second one to choose from so yes. uh and then in creations it always happens like for films i have observed this a lot where i'm um when i'm writing or when i'm building like a storyboard the film is actually getting built in my head uh and i'm already seeing it uh, and then what happens is when I shoot and when I get the audio and video uh, for the film, then the process uh, is only uncovering uh, from the stuff that I have in front of me to see the film that I'm already seeing in my head. So, yeah. uh, so do you experience something like that? And what do you do? What do you do to make sure that you are doing it right? Like, how, do you yeah. try to create opportunities for you to like have choices? for your creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use 3D modeling a lot. So I've been 3D modeling for um, 
oh gosh, now I don't even want to tell you how long because it's been like eight years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love 3D modeling. 3D modeling is definitely um, at the very least like a big time saver for sure. Um, because when we're talking about um, things like, so with textures, 3D, like 3D printing in my experience isn't really quite there yet. Um, maybe with like a zillion dollar 3d printer or maybe yeah, in a yeah, few yeah. Years. um but um for making forms it really helps a lot for sure um so i'll even use it as like a sketching platform sketching platform in a way where um it's like uh if i have an idea in my head but i don't quite know how it will work out building it with clay will be yes exactly like you were saying like a lot of back and forth and trial and error yeah. but i'll sometimes build something in i use zbrush which is um a really amazing program if you're not familiar it's um like basically digital clay you start with like a sphere or something oh, and then you push and pull until you get anything at all um and it's a really great way to set out an idea before i actually build it with clay or I'll build it, print it, and then build on top of it. Um, I've done that a lot as well. Wait, wait, wait. So ZBrush is an app? ZBrush is, it's a, yeah, it's like, a, it's by Pixelogic. It's like a, like a computer software. It's not a, a phone app. But when you say uh, you start with like a digital uh, clay and then you mold it. So how do you mold it? Using a mouse? uh if you hate yourself you could use a mouse or you could use a, <laughs> or you could use a tablet <laughs> like a drawing tablet you know oh okay okay yeah. okay the drawing yeah. tablet okay yeah a drawing tablet or i've seen people use um i don't but i've seen people use like um i don't it's like a knobby looking thing that sometimes engineers use for 3d modeling but it's much more ZBrushes compared to a lot of other 3D software. It's it's much more organic, um, and, and like it has measurements and stuff, but they're all arbitrary. So it's definitely a more creative sculpting program um, than like something like Rhino, which is all geometric. So this is this is really interesting because I have never heard of I had never heard of ZBrush. So how do you interact with this uh, digital sculpting software? So one you said tablet is like one uh, thing but then are there any like specific devices like when when you were saying i was thinking of like like a squishy ball if you had that <laughs> and then <laughs> and then if you no, just like um, press on it it the the clay clay might change like the, does it have any oh, specific um, devices for that <laughs> uh usually people do use like the like a wacom tablet where okay. it's like um a tablet that you then have like um a pen to hmm, it's so difficult to describe like uh without seeing it you know <laughs> um, and so um you have a lot of different um they're called brushes um mm. but it's like if you're in photoshop or something like that you could take like the pen tool or you could take yeah. like the the brush tool it's like that but in a 3d way so like one tool might like one brush might be more of like a texture tool and one tool might be like let's take this whole side of like a sphere and pull it to make it more like egg shaped you know um so it it 
becomes incredibly detailed. Probably a lot of like video games that you know of actually use ZBrush. Like um, I know like Uncharted used ZBrush and like The Last of Us used ZBrush. It's it's very much like organic in design where it's like um it's amazing what people can build with it actually like i'm i'm experienced with it but like i mean some people are like like renaissance masters with ZBrush. <laughs> it's like it's really a remarkable thing and it's one of those programs like it's not intuitive to learn like mm. at all to be honest um like with photoshop if you if you had never opened photoshop before and you know you opened it you could probably figure yeah. out how to doodle a stick figure you can't just figure out how to use ZBrush like you really almost have to like take a class because, or like watch a lot of videos because it's really um a massive software um but I I love it you know um it's really great for um so ZBrush is I think so just like uh in films we make uh storyboards uh which is uh which is our like prototype of the actual film zbrush mm -hmm. is i think a prototype uh, before you actually mold a physical clay like you, you for can, me yes yeah, yeah. For i mean sure. you can build like a prototype with zbrush okay are mm -hmm. there any other softwares like that or zbrush is the main one that uh, um there's a few um i really i'm like a zbrush fan girl i i love zbrush it's it's a really remarkable software and i love that um the business itself, it's owned by a company called Pixelogic. And I just have to say they're amazing because they're not trying to like swindle money out of people. Like you buy it once and it's not cheap, but you have it. Like, it's not like a subscription thing. Oh, okay, it's okay. Like uh, you have to buy an update thing. It's like, I bought it nine years ago or eight years ago or something like that. And I've had it ever since. And every update is like, grandfathered in which i think is very unique um of yeah. them to great um and zbrush does not have an app uh am i correct like it, it is a no. okay a it, it might be easy right like if if you had like an ipad app of zbrush then you could uh touch the actual <laughs> instead of using a tablet and a pen you could possibly touch yeah. the digital clay and then mold it yeah, I think they also make like tablets that um, have like screens too. Oh, um, okay. So I, I mean, you could use one that has a screen, but it's not, it's really not that much of a learning curve to like yeah. be like drawing here and looking up. So, yeah. okay, great. Um, and then my uh, question, let's talk about the post creation aspect. So you have created something. Um, now, how do you, how do you release, how do you distribute, and how do you market uh, your creations? Mm. Um, I mean, I use social media a lot um, for, I guess, marketing myself. Um, but I, working in the film industry, it's, it's um, there's not a lot of like distribution per se. I don't, I mean, I guess some people sell their prosthetics on like online, like if you mm. wanted to go on Etsy and you could buy a prosthetic. Um, mm that's not something that I do. I kind of just like making something and applying it myself. And it's from start to finish, it's my own thing. Mm. Um, so it's more of a um, personalized uh, product, you know, from, from me to the filmmaker. Um, but in terms of marketing myself, I mean, and making sure that, you know, I'm still paying the bills and stuff like that. Um, I'm, 
a very, very social person. And I think it's really important in the film industry to be very social um, because it's amazing how how important every connection is. Like, I mean, I might like get a call next week for a job that like I was referred to by someone that I worked with five years ago. Like it's very much um, an industry that's just like that. It's very social. So that's how in terms of like post-creation, like um, I am able to find the next work through just networking. And I know that sounds like kind of a vague answer to like, but it, it really is that though, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you work in the film industry too. You can um, attest to how important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I met Uni because of that. I met you because of that. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very much networking. So, um, so uh, two specific questions. So one is about social media. So for social media, I mean, what I have, what I have observed these days is you can't just be the creator in your art form you have to know how to make videos you have to know how to make reels you have to know how to post on instagram how you know you have to know how to be consistent uh, on social media so how how do you keep at it do, do you use any like social media publishing tools do you use any reel making tools like what do you do mm-hmm. no i would say i do post like not as frequently i post regularly but i don't post as frequently as most people because i'm also um I, I see a lot of people like putting out content just to put out content. And Mm. I think it's important to be consistent with what you do. But I also think that it's important to have value in what you do. You Mm. know, if I'm not 100% proud of something that I'm posting, if it doesn't have value with like, either it's message or it's visual content or both, hopefully, um, then I'm not, I'm not posting it. I'm a very big fan of um, quality over quantity. Definitely. Uh, I so resonate with that. You have no idea. So what I used to do was um, uh, I started posting on social media as well. And I wanted to be consistent. So I kind of like created reminders for me that, okay, you have to post on this day, on this day, on this day. And then after a while, what used to happen was because those reminders were reminding me to post, I was posting something. Uh, It wasn't necessarily that I was passionate about or it wasn't something that I enjoyed, but only to be consistent. I hated that. So I I mean, I, I stopped that after a while, but I completely get what you're saying. Like you, if you think of it as a wave, I always think that like the frequency is productivity and amplitude is, is creativity. Mm, what so, a great analogy. Oh my God. So, wow, that's brilliant. And and th- there is a difference between productivity and creativity, right? Like productivity is all about destinations. Like how do you reach destinations faster? But creativity is about the journey to those destinations and you have to amplify that journey. And um, uh, you can't just post because you want it, you want to maintain frequency. You have to post because you want to maintain amplitude. Right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's a, 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 a great, great discussion about that. So mm-hmm. um, another question that I had was uh, about the release part. So release part meaning um, how do you make sure that you document uh, all your creations uh, and the, there is a reason why I'm asking this question. Most of the times what happens with us creators is our own creations could become inspirations for our next uh, creations. 
so we have to make sure that we we can find our own creations that we did like many years ago uh, and so how do you how do you make sure to document what you did for your uh, creations and your creations themselves um i mean i i really do use like uh i would say instagram a lot where it's like again if it's something that i'm totally 100% proud of then it's going on my instagram except for um the, uh like open wounds I don't post it on Instagram oh, just okay. because I no one wants to see it, you know, um, <laughs> except for someone that's hiring for it. And then I have a folder on my computer that's like gore. It's just gore, you know. And so then if anyone is asking me like, hey, have you done like boil work? Have you done like open wounds or have you done blah, 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 blah. Then I have it on my computer and that's how like I I find it. But um I usually like I'll send people my Instagram because it's like a, a good showcase of like what I do. Um, and then if they want to see the more um, M rated, R rated, not M, R rated stuff, then it's like um, it's in a folder on my computer. Okay. Um, what is the biggest challenge you face in your creation process? Mm, the biggest challenge I face in my creation process. Um, I would say um, organization, like what we were talking about. And that's why I'm such a big fan of, of Pinterest is just like, um, I'm not someone that runs into like artist block a lot. Um, it's more of just like um, making sure that I stay organized and that I stay on track with uh, idea, you know? So like sometimes I might be making something and it evolves into something else, which is yeah. fine. I'm just making it for me. But if I'm making it for um, a, a client, then like it kind of has to be what they want it to be, you know? <laughs> um, so I would say like organization and not letting my um, imagination wander off with something. <laughs> Great. Um, and how has uh, digital technology impacted your creation process? I mean, I just have to say, like, uh, 3D modeling really is, like, a game changer, for sure. Um, yeah. uh, I cried when I got my first 3D printer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, being able to, like you said, prototype an idea, or being able to, like, build something as... Um, like a base for something else is not only a big time saver, but it's a big, um, like, like I don't have to start all the way over on a concept. If I don't like something about it, it's like an easy change or a reprint or something like that. Whereas like the traditional way of making prosthetics is like, I was talking about building with clay molding and then pouring and then it's like, that's fine. But like, then if I get to the, the pouring stage or the application stage and I don't like something about it or the client doesn't like something about it, then it's start over from the clay. You know, it's mm. like days lost really. So um, 3D modeling has definitely been right. a streamliner for what I do. Correct. Um, and uh, one question is, you mentioned something about creative uh, bl artist block or creative block and you don't have it because I think there is so much influx of ideas that probably uh, uh, artist block is something that you don't necessarily experience. But then my question is, when you are creating something, uh, do you feel um, 
do you feel like lonely sometimes that okay i need help right now i uh, i need mm-hmm. like some companionship and not just necessarily with human companionship but like i need uh, I, i need some help in making a decision here like do you feel that i, I feel that a lot will feel meditating that's why i'm asking <laughs> I for sure do. Yeah, I mean I I would say like um so I just moved to the the Bay Area um from the Midwest mm. and in the Midwest just like that's where all of my friends and family are so like um a lot of times like it's like I will soundboard ideas. I'm a big fan of soundboarding ideas um off of people from back home and that's a good way to connect with them too. Um so yeah, I would say uh for sure that's a way that like I'm sometimes you've been looking at something too long. Do you ever feel yeah. that way? You've yeah, been yeah, yeah. You've been looking at something too long and then it's almost like you just have to walk away from it a little bit or soundboard it with someone else and then like it gives you fresh eyes to keep working cuz sometimes it's like you have like tunnel vision and you just have to yeah. walk away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you you have to get yourself out of that habituation because if mm-hmm. it, if it becomes a habituation then you are it's it's neutral to you like you you don't really uh you can't really create with that uh, in front yeah. of you so yeah you yeah. have to get, get out something. of it and then I forget like, to eat sometimes so like I'll be like <laughs> okay maybe I need to go eat something and then I'll come back <laughs> you just have to like look at it from a different angle um uh, last question so uh what is the vision uh your vision for your own creations like with the tools and technology that you see around you do you see yourself creating in a different manner in future creating in a different manner um i am hoping uh that someday like uh 3d modeling will be to a point where like i can do most of my prosthetic work digitally and mm. then just like apply like you know a texture or something on top or a finish on top so that like maybe it gets to a point where like i can build a 3d prosthetic that's like all printed you know mm-hmm. um and that would be fantastic um i'm really hoping like uh that um like 3d scanning could be like a way and 3d scanning definitely isn't there yet but like 3d scanning could be a way that like i could scan ashay's face and then like design a prosthetic that fits onto his yeah. face comfortably and then like it's already fit to the curvature of your face and it's good to go you know um so that i think would be the future of of prosthetic building great thanks a lot emily for your time i really enjoyed talking with you yeah it was nice talking with you too thanks thanks for tuning in If you are a creator I would love to talk with you please connect with me through my website or social media see you in the next episode